1: Welcome to the Pastor's Study. And the question we're going to ask in this program is how does God guide us? Maybe you have a big decision to make. Do I take this job or not? Do I move? Do I get married? If so, to who? Do I retire? Do I go to college? If so, which one? You know, if you've got a big decision to make, that's, this show is for you. How does God answer those kinds of questions? It's sad to see The way the world gets guidance, they go to tarot card readings or they go to their astrology charts or they'll get into new age religion and that kind of thing, but how do wise people receive guidance? In fact, how did the wise men of the Christmas story get guidance? We're going to look and find today, there's nine ways that God will guide us. So if you would, take out your Bible, turn to the story of the wise men, Matthew chapter two. And let's learn how God guides us. Let's pray first. Father, we pray for anyone right now who is needing to make a big decision, that you will guide them by the Holy Spirit on what to do. And show us now, God, how you guide us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi, those were the wise men, they weren't kings, but they had influence with kings. They were advisors. Magi from the east, maybe from Persia, arrived in Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Here's the first way God guides us. This is kind of a strange lesson. God can use evil things to guide us. Do you know that astrology is evil? If you're reading horoscopes and astrology charts, do you know that you're sinning? Because the Bible says that's, that's occult. Christians are not to get into the occult. And the Bible is clear, you stay away from things like astrology. When I was 13 years old, and I got uh, my brochure on how to prepare for Holy Communion, and you can read all these questions, you confess your sins, then you take communion. One of the questions was, have you consulted a fortune teller or an astrologer this week? And I remember thinking, well, that's stupid. Nothing's wrong with that. Yes, it is. Do You know why God doesn't want you to let the stars guide you? He wants to guide you. So in this story though, God kind of does a strange thing. He allows these poor astrologers who have no clue who God is, He allows astrology to somewhat lead them to the truth. (laughs) That can happen today. Have you ever had Minnesota Teen Challenge come to your church? They'll come and sing in a big choir. They'll get up and give their stories of how they came to Christ. Most of them came to Christ because of their drug addiction. God can use drug addiction. God can use confused religious people to save you. I have a friend named Carol, I've prayed for her so many years, now and then i would witness to her, I never quite got through to her. You know what got through to her? Her divorce. She went through a messy divorce, that brought her to Christ. So I bet many of you watching this show, what is it that brought you to Christ? Something evil. Now that doesn't say to get into astrology, or to get into drug addiction, or to get divorced, but God can use anything. Look at the the next way, and this is the main way God guides us. Look at verse 3. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, Herod inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written by the prophet, now he's quoting the Old Testament, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So here's the main way God guides us the Bible. And notice in this verse, even evil King Herod knows to consult the Bible. Now what's strange is, why does he want to know where the Christ is told to be born according to the Old Testament prophecy? So we can worship the Christ? No, so we can kill the Christ. So Herod is real messed up, but even Herod knows there's truth in the Bible. And let me say this. Do you know that 98% of what God wants you to know, He's already revealed? It's in the Bible. So are you regularly reading your Bible? Again, I'll say it, 98% of what God wants you to know, He's already told you. So Christian, regularly read your Bible. I remember years ago, I I graduated from Bethel College years ago, and I went back to take a refresher course in New Testament Greek. So here's me, an older guy in with all these senior students from Bethel College. And every student did a, a devotional, got a different chance to open with devotions. One day a senior woman in our class used her devotional time to tell us that God has called her to be a preacher and she's going to become a pastor. And she said, I know some of you don't believe women should preach over men, but the Lord is leading me to do this, so if you want to talk to me, you can. So she sat down, I tapped her on the shoulder, I said, can we talk? And afterwards, I tried to be gentle and humble. I said, you know, 1 Timothy chapter 2 says women aren't to preach over men. There's all kinds of things women can do, but the one thing a man is to do, it should be the man to preach over, especially the men of the church. Women aren't supposed to preach over adult men. Well, she got upset. Well, you know, who are you to challenge God's call on my life? I said, I'm nobody, but God has told you in the Bible what to do. And that's my point. Ninety-eight percent of what God wants you to know, He's already told you. Read the Bible and submit to it. <laughs> The next way that God speaks to us, verse 7, Matthew chapter 2, verse 7, Then Herod secretly called the magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. That's a lie. And after hearing, leaving the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went and stood before them, Uh, until it came over the place where the Christ child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly. And coming to the house, they saw the Christ child with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. There's the third way. God can speak to us through a dream. Maybe God has spoken to you through a dream. Now, you've got to be careful with dreams. Dreams come from one of three places, God, the devil, or pizza. The devil can give you a dream, so you always have to test dreams against the written word of God. And if the dream is congruent with Scripture, then follow it. But if the dream contradicts Scripture, you don't follow it. The Bible trumps every feeling, every dream, every thought, every urge. The Bible gets final say because the devil can give you a dream. And let me say this too. You don't pray for guidance about something if God has already revealed your answer in the word. For instance, here's a young woman who's living with her boyfriend. And a Christian lady says, you know, the Bible says that's a sin. Well, I know, but I prayed about it, and it feels right. Well, your feelings aren't your authority. The Bible is your authority. Here's a young man prays, God, should I marry my non-Christian girlfriend? Well, wait a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verse 14 says, if you're a Christian, you marry a Christian. So hear this principle. You don't pray for guidance about something if God has already told you the answer, because then you open yourself up to deception. Another way God guides us. We're going to move on now, and that's the story of the wise men. But um, let's go now to other ways that God guides us, and here we go. Um, I'll read it, and you tell me if you you know what it is, from James chapter 1. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith. So, what's the next way God guides us? It's prayer and trusting. All right, you don't know what to do. So, James chapter 1, God says, If I pray and believe, you're going to show me what to do. So, God, I ask you, What do I do about this? And then you wait and you trust in His time, He'll show you what to do. Another way God guides us, see if you can catch what it is. John 16, Jesus said, The Spirit will guide you into all truth. 1 John 2.27, you have no need for anyone to teach you anything, but his anointing teaches you all things. So the next way God guides us is the Holy Spirit. There is an inner teaching that comes from the Holy Spirit. There's an inner peace. And if you don't have peace about something, that may be the Holy Spirit telling you to wait. There's a man in the Arabian desert years ago who was known as the dove man. He was a guide for people through the Arabian desert, and he always knew where to go because he kept alongside of him a a, a pigeon that he had uh, had tied a string around, and he would throw the pigeon in the air with this string, and whatever direction the pigeon went, it was always toward home, and then he'd take the the pigeon down, and he knew where to take his group. They called him the dove man. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit is the divine dove in our life. We pray, God, uh, fill me with your Holy Spirit, guide me where I should go, and then in His time, the Holy Spirit will guide you. But you wait on the Holy Spirit. Henry Blackaby has written a book called Experiencing God, and he says this. If you start doing before you have a direction from God, more than likely you will be wrong. If you do not have a clear instruction from God in a matter, pray and wait. Don't get in a hurry. God may be withholding directions to cause you to seek Him more intently. Don't try to skip over the relationship to get on with the doing. God is more interested in a love relationship with you than He is in what you can do for Him. So, in other words, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth, but often we have to just wait and seek the Lord, wait for the Lord to open the door. Let me give you an example. My sister Ruthann died when she was 32 years old, left behind her husband and two little kids. I was those kids' godfather. And you know, the godparent, the job of a godparent is to talk to the kids about Jesus, give them Christian gifts, and just help them with their walk with the Lord. But they live down in Kansas, I'm up in Minnesota, so I didn't see them very often, but I would try to share the gospel. Well, my brother-in-law remarried and he and his wife uh, attended church, still do, but I think it's more of a liberal church because when the kids grew up and Ben was 19 years old, I asked him, Ben, you know, do you know what the Trinity is? Didn't know what the Trinity was? Do you know how to be saved? Didn't know what salvation was? Do you know about the second coming of Christ? Didn't know that Christ was coming back? He virtually knew nothing and the church is pretty liberal, let's put it that way. So <clears throat> I've got this godfather guilt wanting to do more for my god kids now they're grown people and i you know lord what do i do i want to share the gospel clearly with them and i had but it had been a long time well now the kids are grown uh... the the daughter is married with a couple kids i got a letter and she wants to know her mom and she was six years old when her mom died and so she says uncle tommy would you please just write me some memories you have of my mom." I thought, well, isn't that nice and I went to bed. I was woken up at 430 in the morning and it was like as if the Lord said this is the open door. So I wrote this, Dear Aaron and Ben, for me the most important thing about your mom was that she was a Christian. When she was dying in the hospital, I went and I asked if she was sure she was going to heaven. She said yes. I asked her why she thought God would let her into heaven. She said something like, I believe in Jesus. Aaron Ben, I was your godfather when you were baptized and my job as godfather was to talk to you both about God as you grew up. Being far from Kansas, I didn't have much opportunity to do that, but let me do that now. Just in case you have never heard about salvation, this is hugely important. Most people think they will get to heaven by being good. That doesn't work because we are all sinners and deserve hell. The only reason anyone goes to heaven is not because of anything we do, but only because God became a man, Jesus, lived a perfect life, we couldn't, died on the cross in our place to pay for our sins, and he rose from the dead. Because of Jesus and what he has done for us on the cross, not by anything we do, God forgives our sins. This is called being saved by grace alone, not by our good works. And because we are saved by grace, we can know for sure that we will go to heaven as long as we trust in Christ. I hope, Ben and Aaron, both of you were walking with the Lord, praying, reading your Bible, and that you both attend a good Bible-believing church. If you haven't yet, find a good church that regularly preaches the Bible. Being your Godfather, I have prayed for both of you as long as you've been born, that each of you would have a real relationship with Jesus, enclosed are some tracks on how to be saved, Please, don't feel, please do feel free to call me if you have any questions. I know Ruthann would want both of you to be Christians so you can all meet together one day in heaven. And I sent it off. And, and here's the, my point. Sometimes you just got to wait on the Holy Spirit and then He opens the door. Look at the next way God guides us. Circumstances can guide us. Sometimes you don't know exactly what to do until God shows you through the circumstances. Years ago, I got a phone call from a Lutheran high school in Louisiana that wanted to interview me to become their Bible teacher at their high school. I heard that and I thought, that's me. I love teaching the Bible. I would teach the Bible all day long to these high school students. So I flew down there for the interview and I got interviewed. And the principal, I think, was an alcoholic, and he took me to the bar after the interview. And then I I sat in and I, I taught the students for one day. By the end of that day, I knew, this is not for me. And I went down there thinking, this is from the Lord. And the circumstances showed me, no, it isn't. So sometimes you don't know what to do until God, through circumstances, shows you what to do. Now, having said that, let me add a caveat. Sometimes in our lives, all the circumstances will say, no, and God says, yes. I'm thinking of Sarah in the Old Testament. All of her circumstances said, you're a 90-year-old woman. No way you're going to have a baby. And God says, oh, yes, you are. So circumstances, you've got to be careful with that. If you have a clear word from the Lord, you follow the Lord and not circumstance. Another way we get guidance, see if you can catch this one from Proverbs 11. In an abundance of counselors, there is victory. The next way we get guidance, we seek advice from others. If I have a big decision to make, I don't make that alone. I go to some Christian people and I bounce it off them. What do you think about this? Do you think this is from the Lord? Do you think this would be good, etc., etc.? et cetera? And you, you get a lot of good advice because in an abundance of counselors, there is victory. Another way God guides us. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, brothers earnestly desire to prophesy. In other words, God speaks to us through the church. There are people called prophets in the New Testament in the church, and God would sometimes supernaturally speak through the prophets to the church. I'll tell you what I thought of here. Way back in 1979, I was ordained a Lutheran pastor, and the service was at my home church in Omaha, after my ordination service, a lady comes up and hands me an envelope. I had never met this woman, but uh, I, I opened the envelope and read it after she left. You will go through the fires, but they will not burn you. And I thought, well, there's a cheerful verse for the beginning of my ministry. It came true. <laughs> I mean, when I was an ELCA Lutheran pastor and I went to those conventions every year, trying to say, let's stop paying for abortions. Why are we promoting homosexuality? Why are we saying you can be saved without Christ? And, 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 I, and I said, you know, uh, I went through the fires in that denomination. I'm still here. <laughs> so sometimes somebody might have a prophetic gift and you'll get a word from the Lord from a person. Again, gotta be careful, test it out, cause not everybody who says they have a word from the Lord, they might be sincere, but they might be wrong. So again, everything is tested against scripture. Another way God guides us, see if you can catch this one from Acts 13. While they, the church, were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul to the work to which I have called them. And after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them, sent them out. Next way God guides us is through fasting. If you have a decision to make, it's wise to say, Lord, for 24 hours I'll drink water, but I'm not going to eat any food or for 48 hours you do what you want but Lord I'm going to seek you through fasting and then sometimes through fasting God gives us an answer. All right let's wrap this up. How does God guide us? Well sometimes God can use even evil things to guide us but that doesn't mean you get into astrology or drug addiction or divorce. (laughs) Also The main way God guides us is through the Bible. This trumps everything. It trumps feelings, it trumps dreams, it trumps what you think. The Bible is our highest authority. The Bible, another way God guides us sometimes is through dreams, but again, be careful, test it. Uh, God guides us through prayer and trusting, through the Holy Spirit, through circumstances sometimes, through advice from others, through speaking through prophets in the church, and through fasting. If those things line up, you'll probably do pretty well. But again, I just want to close with the main point. The Bible is our highest authority. It trumps everything. And, and I'll just close with this. Here's a man who's lost in the forest. He's got a compass, and he really feels he should go in this direction. But the tr- compass says, no, you go in that direction. And he's wondering what to do, and he finally says, Well, compass, I've had you for many years. You've never led me astray. I'll go your direction. He goes in, in the direction of the compass, and he gets out safe. Here, here's my point. You sometimes might really feel you're supposed to go in this direction. Or you might even have a dream telling you to go in this direction. If the written word of God says, No, you go in this direction, you follow the written word of God, it trumps everything. Amen.
2: Welcome to the portion of the pastor's study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with him. Pastor Brock, can we go on a little bit more from what you've just talked about? Um, I've heard of people who open a Bible randomly, point at a verse for guidance. Yeah. Is that okay?
1: I would say almost never. I'm not saying never ever do that, but almost never. I, I, I heard a pastor say he did that, and he really did think the Lord used that. I used to do that Was that when I was a younger Christian, Jackie. Lord, what, sh- what college should I go to? You know, and I'd get things like the ark was 40 cubits. <laughs> it just didn't work. And somebody told me, you don't do that because you're testing God. You're, try- you're trying to force God to tell you right then and there what to do. So, and you know what, Jackie? And so I didn't. But then I kind of got an itchy Bible finger, and, and I, I and I did do something, like, and I did the pointing again. And you know, and I'm not making this up. You know the verse I pointed to? Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. <laughs> so that was, I think, the Lord telling me, you don't do that. That You, know, you, get, you let God show you in his time. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I have done that, though. I have opened the Bible and figured there's something here that God wants me to read mm-hmm. and what it is by yeah. reading a couple of pages, yeah. something will leap out there. Right. It's and you not know, that I'm asking for guidance right. or anything. Yeah,
1: I understand. And you know the other thing we should say, Jackie, is because of what we just heard that the Bible trumps everything, every Christian should be in the Bible daily. Mm-hmm. And the best way to read the Bible is not to read this uh, one day and then, you know, really uh, start with Genesis 1 read all the way through the Old Testament start with Matthew chapter 1 read all the way through the New Testament I mean and then you just keep going because you don't want it to flit around you won't get as much out of it
2: okay um, what do you do about you say about things off of other Christians okay mm-hmm. I know of an instance of going to two different Christians and getting two different answers yeah. what do you yeah. do with and that? and it's
1: very frustrating isn't it? and so sometimes that's the Lord telling you you wait and and uh, discovering God's will, I think, can be difficult. But when it's difficult and you don't know what to do, then you just pray and you wait.
2: Okay. Yeah. Now you talked about the occult practices and that. Mm-hmm. What occult practices are wrong and why are they wrong? And yeah. I mean, you see, churches now offering Christian yoga. I know. I know. And Jackie, is there such
1: a thing? Here's the, no, there isn't. Christian. I was at. A, I went to a church this morning for worship because I didn't have to preach anywhere this morning. By the way, I'm available to preach at your church. I do outside preaching now. but And it's a Methodist church and they, they were having some Bible study after their Christian yoga group. And why is it we don't do yoga? It's because yoga, I mean, if you're doing stretching exercises, fine. I do stretching exercises after I exercise. But I don't do yoga, and I don't call it. Yoga is where you try to empty yourself of everything so you can become one with the universe. Well, Christians don't believe in pantheism, that we are God and God is us, and we become one with it. So uh, uh, it it, troubles me. Jackie, Christians, I I mean, the Bible is clear we're to stay away from witchcraft. We're to stay away from uh, soothsayers, people that try to tell the future. We're to stay away from seances and spiritists, people that try to uh, contact the dead. I mean, le- le bu- the book of Leviticus. I mean, you can be killed in the Old Testament days for trying to go after spiritism. So be careful.
2: Okay. Now you talked about someone saying that they had a word for the from the Lord for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you be sure it's a word from the Lord mm-hmm. and not from that person? Yeah. And how do you handle that with that person when they say that?
1: Well you know this gal she only gave one word from the Lord to me once and it did come true so I think that word was from the Lord there are other people that have words from the Lord all the time and it becomes rather clear this isn't the word from the Lord this is their feelings and they may be sincere people but they're confusing their strong feelings with the word of the Lord and so sometimes you just have to you know, try to gently say, you know, no offense, but you said these things before and they never came true, and are, are you sure you're not confusing your f- emotions with the will, will of the Lord?
2: Okay, good, yeah. good advice there. Um, you also talked about fasting. Can you explain how Christians should fast? Yeah. I mean, there are yeah. certain things that doctors tell you you should or should not yeah. do, and yeah.
1: Well, I, here's, uh, there's a great book called God's Chosen Fast. People can go to the Christian bookstore. It's called God Chosen Fast. It gets into all of this, but just briefly, sometimes, Jackie, when I need to, and I, I need to do fasting a lot more than I do, but sometimes I'll just say, Lord, for 24 hours, I'm going to drink water, but I'm not going to eat, or sometimes maybe 48 hours. It just kind of depends. But, um, so you don't eat during that time. And you know what I discover when I'm fasting? I have a lot more energy and I'm not thinking about my next meal, so I have more time to to think of of other things. And fasting has a way of sharpening me. And so I think the early church in, what is it, Acts chapter 13, whatever it is I just read, they were fasting and worshiping the Lord. And that's when the Holy Spirit said, make Paul an apostle. Okay,
2: so if you fast though, you should still continue your Bible reading sure. and other things. Sure. It's not yeah. just going no. away from
1: eating. No, although maybe there's a time the Lord might lead you to go off on a silent retreat and fast and just be totally away from even you your work. That's a possibility. I mean, Jesus now and then would take off.
2: We've only got 30 seconds left, Tom, mm-hmm. and I think we want people to know that we really appreciate your prayers and your faithfulness in watching this TV program. But in order for it to continue, we want you to check out our website. It's pastorstudy.org. You can watch our um, previous shows. Mm-hmm. You can send them off to friends that you think might should see one of these programs. But there's all the things that have to be done that we need your help and support for. We pray that God would be with you this week, granting you his richest blessings. Until we're together again next time.
0: Thank you.